Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you reviews of the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes. and Let's dive into the world of film from television with the world of film and television together. Let's dive into them together. On today's episode, I am talking about a film that came out in 1993, independent film entitled Totally Fucked Up. This is written and directed by Greg Araki. May have pronounced that wrong. One of the stars of this is James Duvall. Uh, in this film, you have six queer teenage sh- teenagers struggling to get along with each other and life without... Uh, and ooh, Let's start over. This is... <laughs> ah, this movie. You have six queer teenage teenagers struggling to get along with each other and with life in the face of varying obstacles <sighs> that was way more difficult than it should have been in an effort for me to expand my film knowledge i tried to explore new areas of film that i have massive blind spots in you know whether it's important films and subgenres that for whatever reason i am ignorant to have not seen Uh, More recently, I've started trying to explore a lot of those blind spots, including Indian films, not just the Bollywood films, but a lot of Indian cinema I've been diving into. I've been watching a lot more musicals and westerns and classic films, which are all blind spots. You've only seen a few here and there, but genres that I just, for whatever reason, never gravitated to. Uh, and I've fallen in love with so many great films in those genres, subgenres. Uh, so one of the reasons I love doing this show, just doing movie reviews in general, is that it motivates me and inspires me to seek out these films and talk about these films that I have not seen yet. Uh, and one of the big areas is uh, queer cinema. is one of those subgenres or cross-sections of films that... I've seen a few here or there, but it's like there's it's a a, a lush genre collection of films that exist uh, that are telling very unique stories. And I I'm trying to make an effort along with these other genres to do that. Um, And this film fits in that. Not that I haven't seen some that, you know, important films in this space in the past, but really diving into, I guess, I would, I, more obscure stuff that's not just mainstream, um, you know, really diving into that subculture of films. Uh, and while browsing Criterion Channel app this past week, looking for something to watch potentially for the show, I came across a collection of films that is associated with the Sundance Film Festival that just took place in Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, or in, Wait, is it Salt Lake City? Um, regardless, Sundance Film Festival, a bunch of movies. One of the films in that collection was titled The Doom Gener- Doomed Generation. 
and is a film title that I've heard just I recognize it's just a movie one of the many movies that I've never seen that I've heard brought up many times uh, and I looked at the description right I obviously recognized the title so I read the description just to see if it would be a movie that I'd like to watch and and maybe review uh, and while reading it, I learned that it was the second film in uh, or second film by Greg Araki uh, in his quote unquote teenage apocalypse trilogy, which for me, I love reviewing films that are in a series, usually small franchises or groups. Like if it's a new director that only has a few films out, I love watching all those films to just really dive into the psyche of the director. If it's small uh, franchises or series of films, quote unquote, series of films, I love doing that. Like this, this film, this three film series. So I decided this is perfect. Uh, I'm going to watch the first film in the series. So I haven't watched The Doomed Generation yet. But the first film, which is this film, entitled Totally Fucked Up, uh, which is a movie. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is great. Like, I love when I come across something. It makes perfect sense. I totally want to do it. I'm excited to review these movies and watch these movies. And then I go look at the availability of these movies. And this movie was not available anywhere. <laughs> it's not available to rent or buy or stream anywhere, at least the services that I had. Uh Thankfully, we live in this crazy time where there is a lot of ways to find movies. And uh, I found this movie on YouTube, the full version of this movie on YouTube. It is not a great quality. It is VHS quality uh, version, which it looks like a lot of s aspects of this were filmed on VHS. So I don't know how much the original version, how much better the original version looked, but the VHS version was rough, especially watching it on my projector. It was uh, it was a bummer, but I would love to see a restored version of this film. Not that this is like cinematically. I mean, like it looks like it was filmed on VHS, so I don't know how much more it would make it look better, but uh, would have been nice to at least see characters faces a lot better in certain scenes. Uh, but regardless, was able to watch it. Thankful I was able to watch it. Uh, I probably should have watched it on my phone instead of <laughs> watching it on my projector, like low resolution on a very small screen. I probably would have appreciated the movie even, even more it would have been less distracting. Uh, with all that said though, uh, if you wanted to watch an indie film, that will transport you back to being 18, 19 years old uh, in the 90s, this movie will do that for you. Uh, which if you were a teenager in the 90s and you kind of long for that and you don't really see it even in movies that are set in the 90s, it, they don't really transport you back in the way this movie does. Especially if you're somebody that, I mean, this takes place in L.A., but in Southern California, this just took me directly back to the 90s in a way that no other movie has done for me um although despite that it's not a feel-good movie <laughs> like you know it's cool to be transported and feel like it was what it was like in the 90s but uh this is not a feel-good movie by any means uh but it does capture that time and place very well i would say let's take a brief intermission from our show 
Imagine, dear listeners, a piece of art that does more than just decorate a wall. Visualize owning a limited edition print from the many faces, a series that melds the beauty of the abstract with the allure of the surreal. Each print is a conversation piece, a slice of artistic wonder in your own home. But what really elevates these prints, they come with my personal signature and unique number, marking their authenticity and exclusivity. And guess what? Indulging in this art won't empty your wallets. Starting from just $5 for a 4x6 print, these prints are designed to be accessible, fitting both your space and your budget. To art enthusiasts, collectors, or anyone who cherishes one-of-a-kind pieces, this is your moment. Transform your living space with a touch of artistic elegance. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com to select your exclusive limited edition print today. And now, let's return to the show with that extra bit of inspiration. But this movie is a great indie coming-of-age film. You know, that captures the 90s in a way that brought me back to that decade more than anything I've said I've seen in uh, like anything I've seen, period, probably. Uh, You know, what it was like to be 18, 19 years old in the 90s, kind of understanding relationships and new social dynamics in a way. It's like it's such it's a weird time for a person's life transitioning from like this high school life this institutionalized kind of school and then, you know, and then kind of being free in a way that you've never been free before. Uh, But because our main characters are all queer, they have added struggles that I never had to deal with in high school. I had to deal with just your regular bullying, but outside of high school, I never had to deal with anything. And in the 90s, especially in like the early 90s, which this took place that, you know, quality of life for people who were anything but straight wasn't the greatest and we've come a long way since the 90s to where we are in 2024 but there's still aspects of that in certain places in america um where it's dangerous because intolerant people exist uh but in the 90s it was very different it was much more widespread right much more threatening life-threatening obstacles obviously you have homophobia at the time was far more prevalent uh and in some cases met with violent reactions like the extreme homophobic people would you know beat a lot of hate crimes a lot of people just being beat up just for existing a certain way uh which never ended but doesn't happen at the level it did in the 90s and then also you have the aids crisis that was going on at the time still too uh which was still raging and the effects of that like the made massive effects of that really hit that community harder than other communities um but this movie also about dealing with depression people in your community that have a high rate of suicide feeling directionless as you do at that age not completely sure about who you are and what you want to do with your life really kind of doing the first kind of in like 
seeing who you really are outside of all of the structure that you came from, uh, you know, and having new freedoms, you know, your time is you can do whatever you want now. And I mean, assuming you're not going to if this is like the summer vacation after high school and then like before if you're going to college if that's your next step if that's even the direction you want to take which for a lot of people it's not but you have you know that added freedom that comes with being that age and also relationships in general are so new and so different they they have such a a different weight to them than they did when you were younger but there's still that attachment to not having any real responsibilities, that attachment to what it was like being a kid, growing up, playing with toys, hanging out, right? It's a time when life is just kind of starting to get really exciting and there's so much potential and you're full of so much energy at that time, right? Everything is so heightened because so much of it, it's so new to you. Very interesting time. And, and place for this movie to be taking care taking place in and it's like in this movie is looks and feels a lot like a documentary using a lot of like kind of found footage type of stuff right it seems like found footage stuff interviews with the friends but it's just like one of the characters has a camcorder on him at all times and we get a lot of that footage along with footage that's not that but everything looks like it's kind of filmed on a kind of a camcorder of some sort uh but a great time machine back to the 90s uh for sure um especially for that age let's take a quick break from the show listeners are you ready to take your experience with the ray taylor show to the next level dive into inspired disorder plus for just five dollars a month you unlock a world of premium content that's sure to satisfy your every entertainment and artistic craving Imagine enjoying The Ray Taylor Show, a full week of episodes completely ad-free in both audio and video formats. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Get exclusive access to the live painting archives, be the first to lay your eyes on the many faces, and enjoy members-only discounts and deals that'll have you coming back for more. With a treasure trove that includes a podcast back catalog boasting 14 unique shows and over 600 episodes, personal insights through my personal blog, creative writing to spark your imagination, and an interactive Ask Me Anything section, Inspire Disorder Plus is a feast for the curious mind. Ready to elevate your entertainment game? Head on over to inspiredisorder.com and become a member of an exclusive club. Dive in, indulge, and inspire your senses. Now let's get back to the show. But I do want to talk about spoilers. It's a great movie, kind of a hangout movie, but there's specific things that I want to talk about and I don't want to spoil for anybody. So if you haven't seen this movie, head on over to YouTube. At least that's where I found it. Uh, look up this movie. Uh, watch it if you want to watch it before you get spoiled. But this is your warning. Uh, you know, this movie starts with suicide is highest amongst gay teens. So it really sets the tone and gives you an idea of what this movie may be about, but also lets you know what life was like at that time. You have almost these talking head type interviews, right, on VHS of these friends, which their performances feel like 
kids of the time being interviewed for a documentary. It really feels like that. <laughs> but then there's also moments where these kids are clearly acting and you can tell they're clearly acting. So it's like it's very interesting how there's moments where for these performers didn't feel like they were performing and others times where it's clear they're getting lines out. But most of this movie very much just hanging out with these different people and seeing what their lives are like at this time in their life. Um, you know, talking about what's in culturally, what's in and what's out, what's popular, what's not popular. Um, and eventually, <laughs> you know, talking about all the things that are in, which is kind of sad how similar that list is to today or at least aspects of that list um and uh kind of transitions into talking about gay sex the term butt fucking i have not heard probably since the 90s and is was great one of the one of the many aspects of this movie that like if it was a movie made today about the 90s you probably wouldn't have that detail. There's so many details because this was made in the 90s about kids in the 90s. There's these details that you don't see in every other kind of movie or TV show that's about the 90s. Like it just it, they they feel like it doesn't feel like authentic like like this movie does. Like when you hear buttfucker in this movie, you understand the authenticity of the character in using butt fucking you have one dude talking about how disgusting a dick going into the place where shit comes out of is and then it immediately cuts to actual anal sex and also cuts to two guys clearly jerking off to watching anal sex so this is like a movie like right off the bat clearly trying to make people who aren't open-minded like sh like just explode like their minds would explode like conservatives of the early 19 1990s their heads would explode if they saw the opening to this movie and I kind of appreciate that. I kind of appreciate movies that are almost like trolling. Like they know they're going to get uh, brains exploding on the intolerant people who may, like I can't see why any of them would come across this movie, but it's clear that they wanted people to walk out of movie theaters disgusted at the beginning of the movie because it's like, it's really just the beginning of the movie where that is like, there's not, this is like not a movie that has a lot of sex in it. Um, it's about teenagers kind of trying to just hanging out and trying to figure out what life is. Uh, but I, I kind of love that, that scene of like, uh, we're going to hit you with this right away. We're going to test your tolerance right away to see if you're even worthy enough to stick around with the rest of this film. Uh, kind of uh, punk rock to uh, uh, like we're doing this to piss people off kind of a thing which I I appreciate that mentality um, and it's interesting to see here and see what culture was like in the 90s right you have gay people <clears throat> are more accepted in the 90s than they were in the 80s but still homophobia is definitely rampant in the 90s 
as we even heard, it's like so commonplace that they use all of the slurs that get hurled at them constantly amongst their their friend group. Um, whereas now would be far less of that, I would think, because there's no need to take those words back because most places you're that you don't have that you're not dealing with that level of hate like you were back then but also the risk of aids at the time being basically at the peak you have one of these characters who i loved this moment she like calls the republicans nazis which is like i guess they've never changed ever right that that the they she refers to aids the aids epidemic as or a genocide she she refers to it as uh, uh, the Nazi Republicans wet dream because this disease only kills people through premarital sex and needle drugs. Right. That's what that's uh, totally makes sense. And for so many people, that's what it seemed like. Th those were the only people affected. Um, it's also, you know, fun seeing these kids doing ecstasy, which was a popular you know, the rave scene was kind of a big thing in the 90s. Ecstasy, a big part of that. Um, one of the kids has dreams of be having kids of her own, which is, and she's, you know, she's into women. So it's like, has this dream of someday, I don't know how it can happen, but someday I wish that I could just have kids with this woman that I love I know it's not possible, but that's like the dream that I have. And like we're living in a time where like that dream is possible, way more possible and common than it was back then. So it's interesting from a perspective of today to go back to the 90s and see what at the time was just a dream. Like, how could this even happen? And it like slowly, even though it's not like. Not like the fact that it's probably getting fought in every red state currently in 2024. That there's Republicans that would love to turn the the laws of this country back to a time where it's illegal for them to do to have children and to raise children. Um, at least for now, we are at a place where that character's dreams could come true. You know. We also get the the teenage logistics of relationships. Uh, I mean, not only in the queer community, but just kids in general. Um, and the fact like, you know, at the time, there's no cell phones. This is like pre beepers. The only way to get a hold of anybody is through a phone. Right. That person needed to be home. You needed to know their number. And then that person needed to happen to be home when the phone rang in order to get a hold of them they did have call waiting which was a fun technology that this movie makes fun of the the uh, lack of reliability in that technology which is another joke that uh, was used to great effect in seinfeld as well trying to switch lines and realizing that you're didn't actually switch switch lines very happened happened a lot in <laughs> very very regular comedic scene in any movie or tv show of the time involving a phone and a second line at some point somebody's gonna be talking about somebody behind their back or lie to somebody and instantly get figured out because they actually didn't switch from line to line um there's a clip of a priest on a tv saying all the hateful things about gay people that sadly sound exactly like the way conservatives talk about trans people 
uh, today in, in certain areas of the country. Um, you know, it's always the same hate. The same the hate has always been the same from conservatives, whether it's trans people of today, the queer people of the 90s or the black people of the 60s. It's like they've always conservatives have always used the same exact game plan. The same exact like, oh, they're going to they're, they're abusing your children. They're they're going they do the most evil things to kids like making you scared of this group of people this marginalized group of people because they're somehow going to be bad for your children they're going to somehow ruin society is the exact same thing that the conservatives have used whether they've been labeled as republicans or not the people who have conservative values have used the exact same game plan throughout history throughout history and uh it's just sad it's just so sad that it's just like you know uh, new year new targets pretty much every decade they find some other marginalized group to target as the reason why they don't live a perfect life for some reason right good to go back as far as like the witch hunts that took place where religious organizations were killing massive amounts of women for no reason other than because they assume they're witches somebody said they're witches then they're going to eat your babies it is it's been the same thing same thing and it's just so sad uh religious conservatives have always been the most evil humans throughout history uh, and that will never change. Uh, not to say that there aren't good religious people out there, but the history of evil in this world, a lot of that's come from religious organizations. <sighs> of course, in this movie, there's also, uh, you know, shows that there's physical violence. You know, you have the fear of AIDS, but also the fear of just being beat up because you are a certain person, because you live a... a uh, your life in a certain way that's different from somebody else's right hate crimes which still exist but you know not to the level you know i think there's a lot more safety today than there was before especially certain states maybe less so than others but uh i would love to see the i would love to see in hate crimes i would love to see a breakdown of the political affiliations of people who commit hate crimes because i have a feeling i have a feeling that it would be from a certain political or ideological perspective that is the most likely to commit hate crimes not to say that everybody maybe commits hate crimes on both sides but i would say the vast majority of hate crimes are considered by people who have conservative values i would put every penny i've ever made in multiple lifetimes on the fact that the majority of hate crimes are committed by conservative people uh and not just i mean people with conservative values specifically they can identify as whatever they want to identify as but guaranteed they have conservative values <clears throat> which is very sad um and this movie, the way it ends, it's kind of got an ambiguous ending, but I'm almost positive 
that the end is like these friends all watching this video of their friend Andy like they're watching a video of him like during one of these kind of talking head interview type deals and they're all sitting there watching this and then they turn it off and it's clearly symbolized that this kid who was depressed throughout this whole movie didn't know like didn't really even fit into the situation that he was in like just wasn't happy with anything and just couldn't like just nothing worked out and just just it felt dark it was a dark place for him and it just it's and how this movie starts with like you know highest rate of suicide is in teenage uh lgbtq people and for this movie of course it's going to be about one of them that's no longer going to be there it's going to take their own life and it's just you know it's it's a movie that's at the time discussing a lot of the the things that threatened the livelihoods of these people at the time and sadly still affects people in a smaller subset of that group and it's based on this hate that comes from this this like fraudulent morality this 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 cult behavior this hate that comes from these particular people that just never go away these people that somehow think these conservative values that think that like their selfishness and hate are somehow better for humanity it's just it's disgusting but i love this movie it's not the greatest movie it's rough it's rough it's raw but it transported me back to the 90s you know it it's you know it's tragic when people it, but it's it's discussion of like it's portrayal of of depression and what it looks like on the outside i think it, it nailed it right because it's tragic when people are in this constant emotional pain right they're always suffering i've dealt with depression on and off throughout my entire life right and i remember it, being a teenager depressed like ending things was on the table for me on some level and other times throughout my life things have gotten dark and felt like that was the only way to stop this internal pain and this emotional suffering you know and especially at that age in those situations nothing ever seems like it will get better you're forever doomed to feel the same way but you know as i've experienced not doing that and continuing and finding ways to survive life is a crazy ride you know sometimes you have to just keep living long enough and you start to see things can change and it becomes a bit of a roller coaster it's not like just things get better and then they're just fine forever there's ups and downs. There's ups and downs, at least for me, and I'm sure for most people, you know, things happen in life. But if you know it's a roller coaster, then it's easier to get through those low moments, uh, you know, 
there's still going to be new lows like the depression you felt when you were i mean you may never feel that kind of depression again but you will feel like different completely different much more heavy depression you may have amazing moments of those years of your life when you're in your your 20s but you'll find like even bigger moments in your life later on that you didn't even know could be you know the the lows can get lower the highs can get higher but it's a constant up and down thing you know and in time you know and with help you can survive and it's hard to make that happen you know it's hard i have you know so much sympathy i know too many people that have killed themselves you know and i have to think that on some level i'm happy they're no longer suffering selfishly i'm sad that they're no longer here but i know what that suffering is like on some level and to know that that suffering is ended for them you know it's it's sad that that was their only way to end the suffering put it that way uh and this movie also reminded me a lot of reservation dogs which was a great show just finished uh three seasons on fx hulu uh which that's about uh kids these native kids living on a reservation in oklahoma which is another subsection of our community of our of humanity that has a high rate of suicide as well and is an aspect of that show starts off that show starts off with one of the friends having committed suicide and seeing how these kids are dealing with that and then further seasons you're seeing how that happened to their parents and how that trauma has trickled down you know um so you you see that related trauma in these two different communities which uh, you know this movie is great reservation dogs is amazing one of it is uh, one of my favorite shows from last year and one of my favorite shows that that I've seen. Um, and I'm excited to see the next film in this series, The Doomed Generation, uh, followed by the final film in the, the series, the three film series, Nowhere. So I'm looking forward to seeing the other <laughs> the other teenage apocalypse movies uh, and see uh, see how this director uh, grew as a director and uh, see the different stories it tells. Uh, but I want to thank you all for tuning into this episode of the Ray Taylor show. I do hope you enjoyed my thoughts on this film. Totally fucked up. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday and Friday for new episodes and new movie TV show reviews and join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on youtube.com slash inspired disorder where everything's available in video formats until next time. Enjoy the show. Subscribe to the Ray Taylor show on YouTube and everywhere podcasts are found binge the full week ad free over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus purchase Ray Taylor show merch over at inspireddisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Out. Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true.
What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.